0: Hello everybody and welcome to Turn to Page Season 4, Book 3 of Twist a Plot, The Formula for Trouble by Megan Stein and H. William Stein. And yes, there is relation. How are you doing, Raps? Before we get into that.
1: I'm doing incredibly well in yourself. Oh, very, very, very well. There is a certain thing on the cover that is hard to ignore that I really like mm. to see. That's more Steins than I'm used to being on a cover.
0: Oh, that too. But I was talking about uh, the the president that I would absolutely vote for right there. Absolutely. the The goodest boy. Um, there is a politician dog,
1: and I I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a si- That's simple man. A very good rendition of a dog. I would vote for it absolutely. Yes. Would I look into its policies? Not closely. It's a dog. <laughs> It's, how can, how bad can it be? It's, it's, it's probably I, like throw a ball or whatever.
0: I will say, uh, there is a town, a small town in Minnesota, I mm. the states in which I live, that they have elected uh, a dog to be mayor. Um, yep. Multiple years sounds like in heaven a row. on earth.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, doing it multiple years in a row also shows that it clearly worked out yeah I know. Yes. yeah uh, it's i feel like they
0: uh they needed a lot of help uh crime went up 500 percent dog crime <laughs> went up 500 percent chewing shoes uh and uh pooping inside went up by 500 percent
1: i would 100 percent take chewing shoes and pooping inside over robbing the public trust <laughs> like
0: true he did he, he
1: did that too to, to buy more bones uh, right unfortunately uh, I mean you can understand where he's coming from right yeah he's a dog <laughs> it's yeah. like that's that's
0: the thing it's perfect I wish I was a dog for multiple reasons but also just because like hey you, you can you can't be really uh doing anything wrong because it's just I mean
1: he's a dog you know
0: classic like, oh,
1: like dog behavior yeah yeah yes he hasn't gotten out of bed all day he's but he's a dog <laughs> Of course, he's running for president. He's a dog, <laughs> and I I can't
0: sit here any longer. Okay, fine. Okay, we will say H. William Stein is R. L. Stein's brother. Megan Stein is married. Uh, married is that? What it, yeah, to H. William Stein, mm. Henry William Stein. So there is indeed relation, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see if there's going to be any kind of like flavor match there. But
1: I did I not know. So as well. Also it's worth noting that uh, to the the Goosebumps TV show apparently Megan Stein also contributed so there is there is a lineage in the direct Oh there as well. Uh, I didn't know I'll also that. Also note the the inscription that we have at the very front here for Cody the plot has thickened since your arrival M and D which I can only imagine is mom and dad probably the two people who wrote this so Cody then becomes the nephew of RL Stein. <gasps> Cody Stein? Cody Stein himself?
0: the president of the united states of dog America?
1: <laughs> that's right they are the mom and dad of this dog <laughs> i've heard that fur baby yeah. Come on,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
1: i you know i treat my cats you better don't... than most people not better not... most people don't treat your cats well or you don't treat people well but treat the cats well that one <laughs> i
0: i treat them with extreme reverence that they do not treat uh me with
1: <laughs> yeah so you're 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 functioning like the ancient egyptians effectively yeah i mean it's tradition like it worked out well for them
0: yeah i give her i give her a little bit of cheese every once in a while just a small amount not enough to get her uh, constipated <laughs> you know mm-hmm. as you do <laughs> just like a just like a person
1: just a little to have a little <laughs> watch i mean literally that's how i deal with myself is like, yeah, oh, like uh, is that a soft cheese i can only have a bite
0: <laughs> yeah you can have a little bit but anyways uh let's start
1: with the book number page one let's do it uh. Don't read the book from beginning to end. You are about to sample a portion of the most unpredictable potion you'll ever drink. One sip of this fantastic brew will make you a new person. It may even make an animal out of you. You will have adventures you've never experienced before, but only if you follow the directions at the bottom of each page. A wrong turn can mean danger or even death. A right one could give you the most fun you've ever had. What happens hmm. depends on you. If you get into trouble, turn back and choose a different way out. If you're having fun, keep going. So be daring and take the sip of life's miracle formula. Bottoms up?
0: Yeah. Uh, a wrong turn can even mean danger or even death. The right one can give you the most fun you've ever had, depending on who you are. Would death be the most fun you've ever had? If so, this book's got it all. <laughs> Can't lose. All right. In we go. One sunny Sunday afternoon—wait, so, I messed up already. Saturday, I'm sure that's going to be plot integral. Afternoon in the middle of May, you get a phone call from your friend, Mr. Watson. Okay, I've got a note already. The chemistry teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, are
1: we? Well, you don't we get kid? called up by your best friend from school, the <laughs> teacher. Are are we? are we a kid and is he really is he my anyways hey you get a phone call from this is a totally normal relationship this is the setup for back to the future
0: (laughs) it's been done
1: all right fine you get a call from your
0: best friend your bff mr watson the chemistry teacher i've done it
1: i've really done it this time he says you're not going to believe your own eyes get over here as fast as you can bestie you are on your
0: bike in a flash Sure, Mr. Watson has said it before, and he was wrong. Like the time he thought he discovered a great new mouthwash, but all it did was turn one ear red and one ear green. <laughs> <laughs> what, what well, or the time he was sure he had discovered a new cream to prevent sunburn, but all he'd done was reinvent poison ivy. But maybe this time will be different. You jump off your bike and ring his front doorbell. But nobody answers, so you head straight for the homemade laboratory he built in his garage. The door to the lab is closed, and you knock, saying,
1: Okay, Mr. Watson, I'm ready to not believe my eyes.
0: But still nobody answers. You press your ear to the door, and nothing is bubbling or boiling or humming. Mr. Watson! You call. What's the joke? That's when you discover that the door is unlocked. You go in. If you want your dog to go in with you, turn to page four. If you want to go in alone, page six. If you want a friend to go with you, turn to page ten.
1: Mm. Mm. Dog. Dog, I'll meet you on page four. My pen, because I did not do that ahead of time.
0: Like an idiot. As you turn the doorknob, your faithful dog, um, Titanic, jumps on the door. Okay. And it swings open.
1: Mr. Watson is nowhere to be seen. You picked the strangest times for playing hide-and-seek, Mr. Watson. (laughs) I'm so confused already. (laughs) They play hide-and-seek all the time at the school. (laughs) Why are you playing hide-and-seek with your teacher? Why is the dog named Titanic? I do think this is now just advanced bullying on behalf of the teacher. (laughs) We're going to play hide-and-seek. You hide. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, class, let's get back to talking about formulas.
0: Uh, you pick the strange time flying hide and seek, Mr. Watson, you say with a laugh.
1: <laughs> okay, Titanic, go find Mr. Watson.
0: Titanic barks twice and runs immediately to a small closet in the corner of the garage. You open the closet quickly, and 25 old golf clubs fall down on you. But other than that, the closet is empty. Titanic is a faithful dog, but you gotta face facts. He's the worst bloodhound in the 50 states. Convinced now that Mr. Watson isn't in the lab you look around on your own. That's when you see his notebook, the secret one he always keeps locked up, lying on a table. Your eyes open wide as you read the entry written earlier that morning.
1: Mankind has always dreamed about superhuman physical strength in in movies and comic books, and I am on the verge of making that dream a reality. Six months of tedious and tireless work have paid off. I am about to drink my latest invention, and then experience what no man on this earth has experienced before. But first, I'm hungry. I'm going out for a burger. More later. Go to page five. Wow.
0: You say out loud as though Titanic actually understands what you say. As you close the notebook, you see a small clear glass beaker with a label written in Mr. Watson's handwriting. Super
1: strength potion. No artificial colors or flavors. I wonder what it'd be like to be the strongest person in the world, Titanic.
0: You say, staring at the clear liquid. If you decide to drink the potion, 21. If you decide not
1: to, 13. Uh, I do want to be a dog. Hmm. Is this going to prevent us from being a dog? Is it going to be like, you put this potion down and then you go to the dog become machine? Like,
0: yeah, that really is the question, isn't it? (sighs) Hmm. Where are, you thinking? where are you thinking? Where do you I, think will get us to dog become?
1: I think drinking the potion. And I think only because the setup does say like the potion. Like you're on the verge of drinking up the potion. Like this yeah. has to be the only one that has an effect here.
0: I would assume so. And worse comes to worse, I bet you we can find the path that gets us to dog. If uh, There probably won't be too, too long a path anyhow.
1: Exactly. Just a little bit of this super strength potion can't hurt me. Besides, it's a long bike ride home. I could use some strength for that. (laughs) You tell yourself as you lift the beaker
0: to your lips. Titanic is scratching furiously on the floor, probably trying to dig a hole to hide in.
1: Calm down, Titanic. I'm only going to take a little sip.
0: You explain. The liquid is thick and tastes like sugarless lemonade.
1: See? No big deal.
0: Oh, you tell Titanic. But then when you bend down to pet him, he takes one look at you and starts to growl. Then he races out the door as though a 12-foot cat were chasing him.
1: Hey! What's wrong with you, Titanic?
0: You call. That's when the first pain in your stomach hits you like a fastball.
1: Hey! What's wrong with me?
0: Go to page 25. Suddenly your skin starts itching. It feels as if a million ants are having a dance contest all over your body. You start breathing heavily because you're hot, and then you're cold, and then you're hot, and then you're cold at the same time. You're trying to ignore these effects, but the knot in your stomach is beginning to get a little bit scary. Worst of all, you feel so weak that you can hardly stand up. You stumble over a table, knocking Mr. Watson's experiment notebook on the floor. It takes all of your strength to bend down and pick it up. Then you notice that it has fallen open with the latest entry written just an hour ago. There's only two f- photographs pasted on this page. Here they are. Before, that's a, that's a dude, probably probably Mister Watson. Mm-hmm. After, that's uh
1: just a dude, a very very hairy dude. We're we getting towards like abomination, abomination, abominable snowman, yeti, yep. Sasquatch. Yep,
0: the the obvious potential being werewolf man. Mm. Seeing the photograph makes you jump back. You run into the mirror. Run to the mirror, then <laughs> you jump back again, but this time in horror. Sure enough, you're covered with thick red fur, your ears are pointed as your teeth, and your hands are grotesque paws, as big as catcher's mitts.
1: Ugh, Mr. Watson, you blew it again!
0: You howl.
1: What on earth was that?
0: Says a voice outside.
1: I think it came from inside the garage.
0: Another voice says. Then you hear footsteps coming your way. What should you do? You make a run for it. Turn to page 43. If you look around the lab for an electric
1: razor. Turn to 51. Hmm. We don't know it's not going to continue growing immediately. Yeah, probably just would. 43? Or no? You burst
0: through the door of Mr. Watson's garage laboratory, forgetting, however, to open the door first. But it doesn't matter. You're not only covered with fur, you're filled with energy and power as well. The formula changed you into a snarling... Queer wolf. And as you bump into the couple from the next from next door standing in Mr. Watson's driveway, you can tell that you're not exactly the kind of neighbor that they had in mind when they moved into the neighborhood. You take off, running faster than you ever thought you could. You stop a car in the middle of the street and jerk the outside mirror towards your face. The car's driver stops screaming only long enough to faint. You're a werewolf, no doubt about it. What should you do now? Terrorize, kill, devour? Whoops. No time for that. You're almost late for work. You were not a kid. In minutes, you're wearing your red chef's hat and apron, standing at your jaw behind the cash register at Red Ho- Red's Hot Burger Company. <laughs> Is the meat in this
1: burger fresh?
0: A grumpy customer demands.
1: I'd be glad to kill fresh meat for you.
0: You say? It just slips out. Go to page 44. The customer sits down, but she's back at the counter in a minute, asking for her to her.
1: Hey, there's a hair in my burger. She
0: complains this time. Red, the owner, looks at the burger and then looks at you.
1: You. You're fired. He tells you. Don't mean the dress code. No long hair. But my hair is short.
0: You argue. You really need this job.
1: Yeah, but it's all over you. You're fired. In fact... I don't even want you eating here anymore. Ugh, you're bad for business.
0: Red says, plucking the hair off the hamburger and handing it back to the
1: customer. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> That's all she wanted. <laughs> Someone plucking the hair off.
0: <laughs> Please, I can't do it. Thanks, now I love the hair and the finger that has touched my burger. Uh, below this is a great picture of a werewolf in a chef's hat. It's very good. You're fired. Pack up and move on to page 73. You wolf down a couple of burgers and then leave Red's Hot Burger Company. (laughs) That, I can't get over that name. Red's Hot Burger Company.
1: Hot burgers, get your hot burgers here. Like. I think it's great because all the other competition in town now needs to advertise that their burgers are also hot (laughs) or they will have the advertising lay waste to them. People will suspect that their burgers are cold.
0: Mm. Blue's Cold Burger Company opening up right next door.
1: Yeah, did
0: Red's it's Burger Company burn your mouth at sandwich? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you leave for good and head for the library. You need some information about werewolves.
1: Uh, pardon me? You say to the librarian. Do you have any books on werewolves? <laughs> no. All of our books are on paper. <laughs>
0: laughs Miss, Miss Maffler, the librarian. However, she finally finds a useful book. Uh, and she reads it to you. The, the
1: title. Diary of a Happy Werewolf, or I'm Okay and You're in Big Trouble. <laughs> I forgot my library card. You admit? <laughs> That's okay. You have an honest face.
0: Miss Maffler says you open the book to Chapter 5. Rules for Rules? happy
1: werewolf behavior, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. And then you read it out loud. Always put a tooth under your pillow at night. If you're a light sleeper, you could get a shot at eating the tooth fairy. Number two, always bite the hand that feeds you. Number three, visit a dentist twice a year. They make useful friends. They also make delicious sandwiches. And number four, never wear white at night because people will see you coming a mile away.
0: Go on to page 74. The book also contains chapters on werewolf holidays, wardrobe, and secret werewolf handshakes, plus a vegetarian diet in which a werewolf eats nothing but vegetarians. (laughs) The more you read, the more interested you become in becoming a werewolf. Well, good, because you have. You already have the face for it. Now all you need are the manners. That's why you're anxious to try out chapter 11. Flip to page 76. Chapter 11.
1: Make new friends. But eat the old. Rule number one, mingle. If you want to meet people, you must go to them. If you wait for people to come to you, you'll starve.
0: You're sitting in the park reading your werewolf book, and an old man is trying to feed the pigeons, but they won't come within a mile of him, probably because he's sitting right next to you. Rule
1: number two, be chatty. Make small talk, telling people you want to eat their liver is not a good conversation opener. I see you're reading a book about werewolves.
0: The old man says to you at first.
1: Back in my day, that's when we really had werewolves. You didn't have to read about them. They were everywhere. I once found two under my bed. Oh boy, those were the days werewolves thick as flies. These days, everyone's looking down at their phones. Back in my day, everyone
0: was a werewolf. <laughs> was looking up at the full moon and howling. <laughs> uh, a half crazy person who would miss him. You'd miss him, you decide. Throwing your book away, he's lonely and he needs people, just like you. You don't want to be a werewolf anymore. You want to be in control of yourself and not at the mercy of Mr. Watson's formula or the full moon. Go to page 93.
1: It's a quick revelation.
0: Honestly, I think that the moment... It says a lot about you the moment that you have to decide if you're going to eat somebody. I think that a lot of revelations probably get made around that point.
1: Sure, but I think he got too close. <laughs> I think researching it and getting chapter eleven into the book that has already played its hand of when you eat people—that's your thing. Vegetarian diet? That's eating vegetarians, baby. Like, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think he just... got too close. Yeah, the moment you get f- the moment you get faced with
0: the reality of it, like, hey, I, I gotta admit. Being a werewolf sounds real fun. It's like when I was a kid. It's like, I would love, I would absolutely love a snake. You feed them what? You know? <laughs> Another pet? <laughs> that's, a, that's the other pet I want. I don't want to feed my pet to my pet. Never mind. I take it back. I love snakes, but no, I can't. I couldn't possibly watch. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, 93. Oh, there's a full white moon tonight. It's your night to howl. And you take it literally because you start screaming and baying at the moon as if daring it to answer you back. Suddenly you do hear an answer. Another howl in the distance. Was it the moon? Someone trying on designer jeans, two sizes too small? You follow the sound of the howling and it leads you straight into Mr. Watson's laboratory. And inside there's a werewolf just like you. Except that it's wearing a starched and pressed white lab coat. You realize immediately that it's Mr. Watson hard at work trying to find a cure. An antidote, confident that if science could beat the frizzies, it could certainly cure the furries. Okay. What is a frizz- I guess I don't want to know what the frizzies are. We'll see. Mr. Watson takes a sniff of the potion he's mixing in the beaker. He coughs, he gags, he chokes, he sneezes, and then he adds a little salt and hands it to you there are four things to consider before drinking this new potion the first is this mr watson's track record for successful discoveries and the other three don't really matter after that well do you think this antidote will work if you if so take a slurp turn to 95 if not don't drink don't spill it but carefully and slowly turn to 99 because who knows this whole book could explode in your hands Or if you want an ending sent in to us by Jenny Arthur of Worthington, Ohio, turn to page one hundred and ten. I've never wanted anything more.
1: I've never wanted anything (laughs) more than an ending from Jenny Arthur of Worthington, Ohio. Are you kidding me? I didn't think they were gonna have a collaboration with Jenny Worthington (laughs) of Ohio. She's my favorite author. Okay. (laughs) Uh. Do you,
0: you know what? Okay. This is weird. Say this maybe in Jenny's voice, because this is...
1: Dear this. authors, here is my ending. Your faith in Mr. Watson is justified, because his antidote changes you back both to yourselves. You're really happy, and you decide to hurry out of the lab to tell everyone the good news. When you open the door, you discover that National Guard troops, thinking they've caught two werewolves at last, tips around at the lab. They shoot the minute the door opens, blowing both you and Mr. Watson away for good. The end. And then, uh... Uh, Dear Jenny, you have a sick outlook on life. Do your parents know you send endings like this to authors? Uh, Dear readers, don't blame us. Blame Jenny. It's getting so that we're afraid to open our mail these days. I don't blame Jenny. I give full credit to Jenny. That's an incredible ending. You
0: open the door and you get blasted into smithereens and you suffer for eternity in hell with Mr. Watson. Bn. <laughs> uh So let's go back to 93, though. I-, I had to.
1: I had to. We had to.
0: We had to know. So take a slurp and turn to 95. If not, drink, don't spill. Okay, so do you want to take a
1: slurp? Yeah, I mean we were filled with energy. It didn't say this makes you super strong and also it doesn't make you hairy or a werewolf. Like to the letter of the law, Mr. Watson gave due diligence. It was correct. So, let's take a sip.
0: 95. Uh, let's see if this goes well. Mistake with a capital M. Now well, let's keep reading, maybe. Some people never never learn. Oh, okay. Um maybe there's still Watson's antidote turns you into a five-foot-tall Princess Telephone. Whoops. Wrong number. Mr. Watson says and hands you another antidote. He keeps mixing them, and you keep taking them. The second one turns you back to you, but your head is on backwards. Great for horror movies, but bad for walking, wearing ski parkas, and playing basketball. Unless you're playing defense. The third turns you into a crybaby. The less said, the better. By the seventh antidote, you're an ostrich in a football helmet, and you've got to decide whether to try number eight or stick your head in the sand somewhere. i failed, Mr. Watson says.
1: At this point, I don't even know if I could make a bowl of cereal right! (laughs) Are you kidding? I'm having a great time!
0: You announce, much to his surprise, and pretty soon Mr. Watson's antidotes turn you into something you do like and reporters from everywhere rush to your town to see the only walking, talking piece of
1: red licorice in captivity. The end. What? Why do we have to be in captivity? We're Why still... do we have to be in captivity? Why do we like Sentient. It. We're sentient. I'm, still... I'm still a boy. I'm still mm-hmm. a real boy. What's going... I would legitimately be struck by uh, Troy Barnes's dilemma from Community if I were a piece of talking red licorice i'm gonna eat myself immediately yeah. i'm going out yeah it's a i'm gonna one. die doing what i loved eating red licorice it's true are you a red licorice over black black licorice a hundred percent i do like black licorice yeah i like yeah. aniseed it's just red licorice is sweet and sweet is the yeah profile of my mouth. I, I i have i have warmed up
0: a lot more to black licorice over the years for sure. Like Mm -hmm. I I like it, but I'm like, it's still not a contest. There's something about black licorice where when I have it I feel like I'm having a candy and a medicine, but it's a medicine that I like. If Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Like it's like it's like when I have an upset stomach and I'm like, oh sick, I get to eat some Tums. You know? (laughs) Those are tasty. Those are the forbidden candy.
1: so it's like a toggle on having an upset stomach if you don't have an upset stomach and you eat tums it upsets your stomach for you it, uh, we hundred percent it really is well and it's also like i my mouth gets really
0: dry so i was like i don't want to make my mouth dry for no reason but if it's like if i give a little treat okay uh let's not drink the potion let's see what, what happens
1: let's not let's also not spill it though
0: okay 99 you don't want to hurt Mr. Watson's feelings, so you remind him that his shoelace is untied. And since he spends most of his life in the lab, or in the classroom instead of watching Happy Days reruns, he falls for the old joke immediately. Well, he bends down to tie his shoes, even though, in his present, werewolfian state, he couldn't fit a shoe on his paw if, even if he wanted to. You quickly spice up the potion, adding a few ingredients of your own. Certainly can't hurt. You drink the potion, and suddenly the lights go out. Either the person... Potion is working, or Mr. Watson forgot to pay the electric bill again. When you open your eyes, you're your old self again. And so is Mr. Watson. It is your formula that cures you. The end. Okay. <laughs> we don't even get blown away by the national god! You open the then you open the door and you are struck down from with the hammer of God. Uh, oh thank you may you repent for your sins you dirty dirty werewolf uh this one was sent in by timmy of uh (laughs) you know ohio also let's be honest timmy brixton of rapid lakes (laughs) yeah rapid lakes ohio (laughs) (laughs) um okay so first of all i'd it. second of all uh, where do we go next on this? Do we try and Because I, I do want to try and become dog.
1: Yes, which, like, one would assume is come in with the dog and then maybe don't drink the potion? Perchaps. 28, is 25? No. Uh, if you decide not to, this is on page five with our dog, we can decide not to drink the potion and turn to 13. Let's do that. Something in the back of your mind stops you from taking that drink. What even are the chances that Mr. Watson's latest formula
0: really works? You ask yourself. And the answer is obvious. It's about as likely as your dentist telling you...
1: It's so nice out today. Let's play catch instead of tightening your braces.
0: (laughs) So you put the beaker down and look around the lab. Suddenly, you hear a sound that makes you spin around. It's Titanic lapping away at the liquid in the beaker.
1: Titanic, don't drink that! Get down from there!
0: You shout. Titanic lifts his head from the beaker, looks at you, and then says, You know, it doesn't taste bad once you get used to it. You sit down in shock, even though there isn't a chair under you.
1: Titanic, did you just do what I think you did, even though I know you can't, and I've got to be crazy for thinking you did? Yes, and your grammar is atrocious. Your dog informs you. Almost as atrocious as the stuff you've been calling dog food and leaving in my bowl. I wouldn't feed that garbage to a cat. Mr. Watson? Come here? I need you. You say with a shaking voice. Go to page 14. And there's a few other changes I plan to make, Buster. Titanic continues. I want an electric blanket. No more sleeping on the floor. And forget about fetching, too. If you throw a stick and want it back, get it yourself! Titanic, would you shut up for a minute? I gotta do some fast thinking. You say? No, 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 no. From now on, I'll do the thinking around here. Your dog tells you
0: if you'd like to even the score with Titanic, drink some of the formula and go on to page 75. If you want to take orders from your dog for a change, go to page 15.
1: What is that? What does that mean? Well, look, it made him capable of talking. Maybe it'll do the same for me. (laughs) Maybe me grammar be good. I mean, what do you think? I, I want to take orders from the dog for a change. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just sick of taking orders from people. I'm ready. Exactly. Ten minutes later. A whole you... new species to take orders from.
0: Yeah, I'm with it. Ten minutes later, you find yourself sitting next to your dog in Frosty's ice cream parlor. Sorry, Frosty's cold ice cream parlor. Titanic <laughs> insists on getting a hot butterscotch and marshmallow sundae under his belt, but they don't serve that here because it's hot.
1: But you're not wearing a belt. You remind him. One more wise guy remark like that, and I'll wash your mouth out with please soup. Titanic says. Don't you realize you're sitting next to a million bucks? All you have to do is figure out how to market my new talent. Okay, what will you... (laughs) Okay, uh, what will you... Hey, no dogs allowed in here, kid. The waiter says. Bring me a hot butterscotch and marshmallow sundae with two cherries.
0: Titanic says.
1: Hey... How did you do that?
0: The waiter asks you.
1: Don't ask me. Ask my friend the chemistry teacher.
0: You explain, although it does not clear up the question
1: at all. <laughs> do I get my Sunday, or do I have to bite you on the leg?
0: Titanic demands. Realizing that the dog is really talking, the waiter turns as white as his apron and disappears behind the counter. Go on to page 16. He's back in a minute with the with the Sunday.
1: Um, that'll be seven dollars, please.
0: The waiter says. Licking the marshmallow off his nose, Titanic tells you, What are you looking at? Pay him! Glaring at your dog, you shell out seven bucks, all the money that you have. The waiter puts it in his pocket with a smile.
1: You know... He says. We don't get many dogs coming in here asking for an ice cream sundae.
0: Now, if you know the punchline to this old joke, turn to 89. If you don't know it, turn to 104. Oh.
1: So this is gonna be a joke with the setup, you know. A dog goes into an ice cream parlor and asks for a Sunday. Uh, the waiter says, "But sir, it's Friday." I don't know. I don't. Usually what's the they want of
0: this. Usually they want a popsicle.
1: I think popsicles are much more of a recent invention than this book. No, that's a puppuccino. Oh, I am thinking of a puppuccino. <laughs> okay, out your little butt. It's a puppuccino, is a different thing than a popsicle. What you know the punchline to this old joke then. Should we meet well, on I don't 89? Know. I, I mean let's go to eight oh uh, I kinda I feel like I want to go to
0: eighty nine to know if it has something to do with that, but I feel like it doesn't. Let's do it. 89. <laughs> okay. This is better. Uh unfortunately, Titanic knows the punchline to this old joke too.
1: Don't get many dogs in here.
0: Titanic says.
1: At these prices, I'll bet you don't. <laughs> Hey, kid. The waiter says to you. Why don't you teach your dog to do something like roll over or fetch? It's something useful instead of telling old jokes. Well, what do they call a dog that falls off the Eiffel Tower? A uh, French puddle! Titanic says. <sighs> On second, thought, kid. The waiter says. Just teach that dog to play dead. His jokes are awful. Hey, will you shut up? We're listening to the dog.
0: Someone in the ice cream shop calls out. Suddenly, Titanic is on his feet, his back feet. That
1: is, walking around the shop. Seriously, folks, human beings are interesting. Take my master. Please! (laughs) You know, a man came up to me the other day and said he hadn't had a bite in three weeks. So I bought him lunch!
0: (laughs) The people in the ice cream shop are howling, but you're annoyed.
1: Go to page 90. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) I love it. Titanic. We get the idea, just give it a rest for a while. It's time to go home. You say. Don't you understand? I am home. For the first time in my life, I know who I really am. All my life, I've been a comedian trapped (laughs) in the body of a dog. Now I have the one thing I've been missing.
0: Titanic says.
1: Bad jokes.
0: The waiter says.
1: No, now I have a voice. Listen to the people laugh. My audience loves me.
0: When you look around the room, you notice for the first time that the place is packed and the people are still trying to squeeze in. A fact that does not go unnoticed by
1: the shop owner. I'll give you two hundred dollars a week, two shows a night, and all the butterscotch and marshmallow Sundays you want.
0: The owner says, holding out her hand to Titanic. Uh,
1: what do you call a dog that gives piggyback rides to foxes?
0: Titanic asks.
1: A ah, fox carrier. <laughs>
0: And what do you call a dog that tells jokes? An overnight sensation. And loyal to his master to the end, Titanic will send you a postcard from every city that he plays in. Big deal. The
1: end. I mean, I love it. <laughs> I I don't like any of those jokes, but admittedly, yes. if there was a dog that could tell jokes, it would be my favorite comedian immediately. It's, it's,
0: yeah. It's not. It's, it's an unfair buff for sure. Uh, I I do want to know what happens if we don't know the joke.
1: Let's do it. That's one hundred and four. Something.
0: One hundred and four.
1: At these prices, I'll bet you don't.
0: <laughs> Titanic says, and apparently the waiter's unfamiliar with this old joke as you are, because he falls on the floor laughing and has to be carried out of the store to catch his breath and regain his composure. Meanwhile, someone else comes over and sits down at your table. Excuse me, she says.
1: I just couldn't help but hear that old man laughing like a baboon after your old dog your dog told him. With talent <laughs> like that, you and your dog could get on the television. You mean on the six o'clock news?
0: You ask her as you watch Titanic struggling to pick up a spoon and then forgetting the whole business and sticking his nose directly into the Sunday.
1: No, I mean on the Johnny Carson show. You can make a pile of money. I got a brother who lives in California. I'm sure he could get you on the show if you tried. The woman goes directly to a payphone and starts
0: giving the operator orders as if the world were coming to an end. You look at Titanic and wonder if maybe it has. To go on to page one o five.
1: I've always admired the ice cream delicacies of this establishment.
0: Titanic says, licking his
1: lips. Not that you never share one with me, but I'm more generous. You may lick my bulb if you want. Uh, he wants to talk to you.
0: The woman says, and you stand up.
1: Uh, no, you.
0: She says, pointing to Titanic instead. Titanic clears his throat and speaks into the phone.
1: Hello, how are you? How's your hot tub? Isn't that wonderful?
0: The woman says to her brother, taking back the phone. Then her face (laughs) drops and she hangs up.
1: Uh, He didn't believe it was really you. Says he's got to see it with his own eyes first. You got to go to California immediately.
0: If you want to take a plane to California, go to page 45. If you'd rather hitchhike, go to page 48. Uh, I mean, there's going to be an issue with, like, getting the dog on the plane without a carrier or something. Mm. And I, But I want to see that. I want to see it all. I have a feeling Let's we'll do, do both. Let's do 45. Plane. <laughs> it's going to be a strange plane flight to California, that's for sure. First of all, Titanic asks for some white wine with his dog biscuit snack. Soon, other passengers demand the same thing. Suddenly, a man stands up and yells above the roar of the jets.
1: I've been on three planes in three days. On the first plane, they served me nacho cheese spread on spinach leaves. On the second plane, they gave me chocolate-covered cherries, vinaigrette, and now, dog biscuits and white wine? I will stand for it! You may have red wine if you'd like, sir.
0: The flight attendant says soothingly to the lunatic, as though he were like any other passenger. I want red wine i want some decent food the man says grabbing and twisting the flight attendant's arms and pointing an airline's plastic coffee spoon at her throat
1: i'm hijacking this plane to mcdonald's (laughs) and if anyone tries to stop me i'll kill her this really was made
0: before a certain time wasn't it
1: (laughs) <laughs> Just set it down at the runway at McDonald's.
0: <laughs> You're about to mention this change of flight plans to Titanic, but he's put a do not disturb sign around his neck so that he can watch the movie. You figure the news can can wait. If you want to, hey, are you kidding? Hijackers never give you a choice. Go directly to page sixty-three, or he'll kill her. You heard him.
1: Okay. Uh. <laughs>
0: Going
1: to McDonald's! <clears throat> Sorry. But we
0: are uh, supposed to be going to Burbank, California. The flight attendant says. You
1: don't want to make a liar out of the captain, do you? <laughs> After all the food I've eaten, I wouldn't mind making French toast out of the captain. I'm a desperate man, and I don't care who I kill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is my favorite book. (laughs) What the hell is happening?
0: Uh, The man says convincingly. Just then, the
1: captain comes on the intercom and says, Folks, we'll be landing in Burbank in about ten seconds. I got real busy up here and forgot that I was supposed to tell you ahead of time. I'm sorry. I do like the idea of refuting a plane hijacker
0: because you said, I said we were flying here, and I don't want to be a liar. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. (laughs) The plane comes in for a landing while hats, coats, luggage, passengers, dog biscuits, and white wine go flying inside the plane. The hijacker is out cold, possibly from starvation. So that just happened and is now done? That's just what that is? Okay. Um, (laughs) Titanic wakes up, yawns, stretches, and looks around the plane, saying...
1: When I'm famous, I'll have to buy my own plane. These public planes look like a dog pound. Well, let's head to the studio. Can't keep Johnny waiting. In a
0: few hours, you and Titanic are talking to Johnny Carson on coast-to-coast television. It's your first time on TV, and the first time Titanic has been allowed up on a couch. You're nervous but excited, too, because you know that everyone in America is going to see- get to see something they've never seen in their lives. First you tell everyone about Mr. Watson's formula and what happened when Titanic drank it. Go on to page 64. And then you say...
1: And he's been talking ever since! Well, I've had guests who were dogs before, but never like this. Johnny says... How are you feeling tonight, Titanic?
0: (laughs) The dog says... (laughs)
1: very funny titanic you
0: say now
1: say hi to the people
0: the dog says looking into your eyes
1: cut out the jokes titanic
0: say something you say but it's no joke the formula is worn off and your talking dog suddenly doesn't have a thing to say you're disgraced you're humiliated in front of millions of people you die of embarrassment and johnny goes (laughs) to a commercial
1: the end (laughs) formula's worn off Talking Dog has nothing to say. You're disgraced and humiliated in front of millions of people. You die of embarrassment.
0: <laughs> it's so Johnny cuts e- the commercial. It's so extreme. And then Johnny goes to a commercial. You know? Hey, I love it.
1: Uh, I do These think- These are about as off the wall as the most off the wall of the, uh, the Goosebumps ever were. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like-
0: They're also like owning it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's- it's not off the wall. It's off the wall and it feels like it's coming out of nowhere, but they also, they also, they, 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 they in it for a little bit. It's not just giant tongs. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. It's like, they, they, they have a thought. They, it's wild and they see it through to the end and then, and then it's over. <laughs> that being said, uh, so one Oh, wait, it was one Oh five, right? Was the last choice. I do want to, I want to, see the president stuff. Hitchhike, 48. Let's do it. I want to see the the one thing on the cover.
1: (laughs) Well done. Just think of all the excitement and invention we can have if we hitchhike to California to go on the Johnny Carson show. It's a dream come true. You say? A dream? My aching feet?
0: Your dog replies.
1: There's no way I'm walking anywhere right now. From now on, I'm not chasing cars. I'm riding in them. And I'll tell you something else. I'm not going to California. I'm going to Washington, D.C. And I'm running for president of the United States. I'm declaring (laughs) my candidacy right now.
0: (laughs) If you want to help your dog get elected, the campaign starts on page 9. If you think your dog is barking up the wrong tree, yeah, 18. Uh, I'm just writing this down for later, but also, yes, 9. As you look around the campaign's headquarters, you feel proud. As Titanic hand, Titanic, Titanic's hand-picked, or er, uh, paw-picked campaign manager, you have created his entire presidential campaign. You have created the entire campaign. Titanic's praise is a little more modest, of course.
1: I always knew you would be good for something,
0: he tells you as he surveys the posters, badges, bumper stickers, press releases, all showing Titanic wearing a three-piece suit and his campaign button.
1: Let's get the fat cats out of Washington. Yeah, it's all very impressive, but it won't do you any good,
0: says a voice in the back of the room. Everyone turns and sees the sneering face of Rory Moulton, a sneaky and underhanded reporter for the National Filth. A thoroughly, (laughs) that's so good, a thoroughly (laughs) untrustworthy newspaper. That's pretty bold of them to just call it the National Filth. But also,
1: <laughs> I want to read it. <laughs> uh, Rory shouts, I've got the goods on you, Titanic, and it looks like you've been a bad dog. He says, patting his briefcase. No one will vote for you tomorrow
0: after they've read my story. However, Rory doesn't get to finish his threat because Titanic chases him out of the room. And when Titanic returns, you discover Rory Moulton's briefcase, the one with all the supposed scandal evidence. If you open the briefcase, 35. If you think it's wrong to open it, 39.
1: Obviously we should open this. He writes for the National Filth.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, it's on the tin. The briefcase contains an inexpensive cassette recorder with a tape of Rory Moulton interviewing somebody.
1: Okay, the tape's on. So, uh... You say you've known the candidate uh, for many years? Yes, I've known him ever since he was a puppy. In all that time, did he ever mention anything about wanting to be president of the United States? No, he never said a word about it. Never even said a word. And, uh, do you think he'll make a good president? No, definitely not. Why not? Well, for one thing, he has fleas. <laughs> That's ridiculous!
0: Titanic sputters.
1: I've never had fleas in my life! Who would say a thing like that?
0: Who, indeed. It looks as though you're the only person in the room who realizes that Rory Moulton was speaking to your chemistry teacher and friend, Mr. Watson. To find out why Mr. Watson spilled the beans, go to page 85. Right you are about Mr. Watson, you may not know much about highway zodiac signs, or even about the comparative gestation periods for the African and Indian elephants.
1: And if you do know all about these things and want to put this book down and go back to the encyclopedia, we'll understand. <laughs> but you sure do know, Mr.
0: Watson. He is a very good reason for making his slanderous remarks about Titanic, which he explains to you the minute you arrive at his lab. Listen! Mr. Watson begins.
1: The formula is unstable! What does that mean?
0: You interrupt. Not to be rude, but just so that you'll have something to say on this page. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I love this book. It's so good. What I mean is, right now the formula allows Titanic to speak. in fact, deliver some of the most eloquent political speeches since Patrick Henry. We all know Patrick Henry. Yes. Uh, but at any moment, the formula could change and Titanic could become mean, vicious and dangerous. In other words, Titanic could become an animal titanic is an animal already
0: you remind mr watson you've got a predicament on your hand your dog a presidential candidate may be walking time bomb of viciousness and terror what next to see how the campaign turns out go to 97 during the next months of the campaign you keep the terrible secret that the formula which has helped make titanic a candidate for the presidency could be any moment also making him a candidate for the electric chair (laughs) what (laughs) the hell but you keep the secret to yourself because you don't want to believe it and you know that titanic won't believe it if you tell him the candidate himself has never felt better titanic sweeps across the country gathering voters the way that a broom gathers dust in november the voters overwhelmingly elect titanic as their next president and your reaction is happiness mixed with relief inaugural day is a cold january morning titanic looks very impressive in his formal attire As he stands at the podium and delivers his inaugural address, many people are close enough to the new president to see the white foam spilling over his lips. But only you know enough to begin shaking at this sight. Suddenly, Titanic interrupts his speech to snarl, growl, and bare his teeth at the crowd. However, no one thinks this behavior is the least bit unusual. And so, Titanic serves his full four-year term. Years later, the history books say that during this period, America had a president whose bite... Was just as bad as his bark. The end.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This book is absurd. I love it.
0: I just to at this point to exhaust every part of the bring the dog into the house route. Mm. Do you want? Do you want to not open the briefcase? Oh yeah. Where's that? Uh, Thirty nine.
1: Thirty nine. This is it Rory is, Moulton's yeah. briefcase of evidence. Yar. On second, I clicked too many times, and it took me to something else. Alright, here we are.
0: Everyone on Titanic's campaign team is standing around looking at Rory Moulton's incriminating briefcase as if it were an exotic egg ready to hatch. And everyone wants to do the right thing with it. It's just that there's a difference in opinion about what the right thing is.
1: Apologies, but my thing has deloaded yet again. Oh <gasps> Wait a second. Burn it. Sell it! Call an exterminator before it spreads! No, 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 no. We've got to
0: give it back without opening it. You insist. Picking up the briefcase, you find Rory catching his breath in the hallway and return his unopened briefcase.
1: Thanks, Doyle. He says. I'll make sure to do you a favor sometime. The first favor
0: Rory does is print the scandalous article in the next edition of the National Filth anyways.
1: Good deeds are good deeds, but they don't call it the National Filth for nothing. Titanic is nothing but a flea-bitten old hound, says neighbor. In an exclusive interview with the National Filth, the next-door neighbor of the presidential underdog candidate, Titanic stated for a fact that the dog has fleas. The dog has more fleas than my cereal has reasons, and they're probably as big, too. Does America really want a president with two scoops of fleas?
0: Go to page 40. Titanic has a fit and chews on the newspaper and choose it in half. Then he fires you as his campaign manager because you're too honest for politics. If you (laughs) wish you never brought your dog with you on this adventure, go back to page two and choose again. Otherwise, go to page 70. I mean, let's go to page 70. I do not regret, not regret a single choice that I've made ever in my life, let alone in this book.
1: Least of which in this book.
0: Yeah. In November, you and your family settle down in front of the TV to watch your dog, Titanic, and his opponent... Mr. O.C. Buber debates the issues. In his summation, Titanic appeals to the public for their votes.
1: My fellow two- and four-legged Americans, during this campaign, I have talked about no other dog running for public office has talked to you about before. I've said I want to make America strong. I want to cut taxes, I want to create new jobs, and I want to take a bite out of crime. My opponent is trying to smear me in the newspapers, make fun of me on the television, and even sell me to a science lab. Is this the kind of man you want in the White House? Or am I the kind of man you want in the White House? I believe the choice is obvious. Despite O.C. Boober's plea that. Uh, if, you- you- if you put a dog in the White House, next there'll be owls in the Supreme Court.
0: Americans go to the polls and elect Titanic by a landslide. During his first four-year term, the t- Titanic works, well, uh, doggedly to keep his campaign promises. He becomes a very popular president. You keep expecting to hear from him, but you don't even get a postcard. Then one day, three years later, an envelope bearing the presidential seal arrives. Inside, there's a form letter asking for campaign contributions for Titanic's next term. And it's not even his real paw print at the bottom of the letter. The end.
1: Bad I... boy. Wrong. Bad boy <laughs> wrong. Back. I
0: I love this book. I love this book. I loved this book. It was fantastic. I I,
1: I think we call it there 100%. The, it, it can't get much better than that on the other parts.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I saw the cover. I saw the two things that I cared the most about. Uh it looks like another path would maybe turn us invisible, which could mm-hmm. be fun. I saw the dog president and I wanted to know the dog president.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a part in his successful campaign and I also got kicked out of his campaign and it was successful nonetheless. Either way. Uh, yeah, I really liked it.
0: I really liked it a lot. I think it was my favorite. of. I mean, well, I know for a fact it was my favorite of these three. It was mm-hmm. it was very, very good. Uh, it was unhinged. I love what the Steins did with this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. It. it it has that it has that signature kind of goosebumpy flair but like taken to another level which I like <laughs> and yep they just ran like I'm a big I'm a big fan of the Formula for Trouble. Uh really 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 liked it.
1: It is perfectly over the top. Yes. Uh you have any other thoughts on this before we thank our... None especially, but we do have an executive producer of this episode. The executive ah. producer of this episode is Unknown Chicken. Special thanks to Unknown Chicken, executive producer of this episode. Of course, all the producers in general exist over there at Patron underscore... Uh, patron underscore? that I typed an underscore in order to keep place on my list. Uh, <laughs> Patron.com slash turn to page cast... At or above the hardcover tier, the executive patrons, uh, executive producers, rather, and the executive producer of this episode, in particular, again, Unknown Chicken. Much thanks. Thank you
0: so much, Unknown Chicken. And if you also want to be running for president, uh, do let us know. We'll be your campaign managers. Uh, We got a dog elected. We can get a chicken elected. Why not? uh but
1: only animals only animals let's be very clear Uh, my ability to write effective campaign slogans for you is in direct correlation to uh whether or not you are a funny animal that can be written puns about exactly pretty pretty much uh but yeah like if if you're an earworm or like an earwig or something like that like you know bug your friends to go to the poll like come on like it's so easy but if you're a human like Uh, human being vote like it's 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 awful that's not gonna win it's just boring
0: boring done with humans not a fan more dogs less humans thank you very much uh but yeah huge thank you to unknown chicken and a huge thank you to everybody who's supporting over at patreon.com slash turn to page cast If you want to help and support this podcast in a nice and free way, you can do so by going to subscribe over on youtube.com slash at turntopagecast, liking videos, leaving comments over there, that kind of thing, or reviewing the podcast on whatever site you're listening to it on. All of that stuff can be very, very helpful, costs nothing, and can help spread the word a bit. Uh, If you have any messages you want to send to us directly, either recommendations or just messages you want to get to us but have in private, Gmail over at, uh, the well, yeah, turn to page cast at gmail.com. You can send us an email, uh, and we can take a gander at that. Uh, but yeah, I love this one. Has me uh, very, very excited. I, I know that they have other, I think they have other ones in the twist a plot as well.
1: Oh, hell yes. I I'm, was just wondering about that. I'm
0: pretty sure I could be wrong, but I think that, I think that there's other, it's others in twist a plot by the Steins, uh, but last, last, that's that. That's going to do it here for this week. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.
1: Adios.